This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans, Sports entertainment fans, although fashionably late, I am Ellie Jair. And I am Jay Tilly. Hey oh dude. We had ninety-six hours, which is four days for you non-military types, and there was wrestling Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. There were there was a pay-per-view on Friday night, regular wrestling, a Go home show, I'm doing air quotes, on Friday for SmackDown. Man, what a freaking stinking weekend. What do you think? Yeah, man, it was was just balls-to-the-wall action all weekend. Uh, You know, it's so much so that I didn't catch it all. I watched clips of the the Impact stuff, um, which looked amazing. So uh, on my to-do list throughout the week is to catch up on that. I watched Night of Champions, front to end. Good stuff. Uh, amazingly good stuff. Was was kind of surprising some of the stuff there. And then we had Double or Nothing and NXT on at the same time, which I admit I've only caught highlights of the NXT too. However, with all the accolades that show is getting and everybody talking about it, I think I'm going to have to go back and, and pull it up on the old Peacock and uh, check it out and watch it 
like with an analytical eye instead of just in passing here and what people are talking about it. Man, you will not be disappointed. I tell you, I caught the a better part of the Impact show under siege. Congratulations to our Devil Dogs, uh, Mr. Macklin, the champion. Uh, sorry for the boss going through the fiery table by Bully Ray. I guess it had to be done. And uh, yeah, man, I, it was awesome. NXT, congratulations to Tiffany Stratton. And that moonsault, my lady, just something of beauty. And you should be so proud. Kudos to Greg Gagne and all the great training that you got there in Minnesota and uh you know, everything, the, all the traveling and the work that they're doing in the in the PC. Just, man, it was awesome. And like you said, the Night of Champions did not, and I repeat, did not disappoint. Double or nothing, I may have to go back and watch it again. Um, you know, there was uh, there were some, you know, little miscues. And, you know, you can't be too critical for, you know, what was going on. And just overall... You know, if you got to grade it on a bell curve or whatever, um, you're almost at a 4.0. This was a great, great wrestling weekend. So I'm I'm excited to hear what you thought of each of the shows because I know your affinity for one and the other and just the way you look at wrestling. I'm I'm jacked, man. I think I think the fans are gonna love it. Yeah, I uh, I yeah, we could go through it. And I'll ask you some of the questions as we go through, because uh, obviously I don't follow Impact as much. So watching the Macklin fight, I always thought he was a baby face. And then I realized, oh, I guess he's not. So seeing some of that. And then I don't quite understand the Bully Ray stuff with the flaming table. Um, but again, I just saw clips. That is one I'm going to go back and watch from the beginning. So, you know, as a casual wrestling fan, which kind of felt like, which is weird because I'm not a casual wrestling fan most of the time. I watch the clips and I've watched what's going on at Impact and I'm like, all right, now I got to find time in my week to add Impact into my watching because uh, I enjoyed that show and I'm like, all right, all right, y'all hooked me now. I want to see more of it and see what's going on and, and try to follow some of that storyline. Uh, yeah, Night of Champions was great. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, some of it, there was a couple things here and there. Uh, if you saw our uh, Fantasy Sports Core live show, we, we kind of reviewed it when we got on live on Saturday. Uh, so I won't rehash all of it, but it went pretty much how I thought it was going to go on most of them, but it was, it, it didn't mean it was a bad thing, right? Like I still enjoyed, uh, everything they were doing. I enjoyed the work in the ring. I thought the Trish swerve at the end with, uh, Zoe Stark coming out and that, uh, whack needed than face was, was a okay. That was a good swerve. Didn't see it coming. So you can't ever really complain about that kind of stuff, but, uh, yeah, I, it was good. And then double or nothing. That was a weird one for me. Because I watched it live, and watching it live, I enjoyed the Hardy match for what it was, an opening match, not a big deal. Absolutely over the moon, hate these kind of matches, but oh my god, that battle royal, chef's kiss, was amazing. The stories they told, the the Lucha Libre guys getting together and forming like their own little clique and, and doing their own thing, uh, it was just everything about it was a great battle royal to the point where I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, this is going to be a hell of a show. Like this, this is exactly what we talk about whenever we talk about Money in the Bank, whenever we talk about maybe not quite Royal Rumble, but those up-and-coming matches, those matches to get people over. And this, this was exactly what it's meant to do. You have people, like what they did this year with the, um, you know, you, you total story at the end where... 
it was Gunther and Cody, and you're like, oh, man, this thing has got legs. And during that match, it was Gunther and Lesnar face-to-face. Oh, who does not want to see that? And this match, that really the whole card was a a chapter in a book. And, you know, you could sort of, you know, not to go too adolescent, but you could choose your own adventure at one point. Like, oh, they should book this with this and they should, you know, based on how this match went, this is what should happen. And, you know, here's how this finish went. And now you can have this whole story. And yeah, I thought it was masterful as far as um, battle royals go. I, I didn't feel like there were any like blatant whiffs on it. Whereas like, you could tell the Andre Battle Royal, Andre the Giant Battle Royal was simply, hey, Lashley, here's a six-foot trophy to put in your house, and we'll see you at WrestleMania because we don't have a match for you. You'll still get paid because we're going to put you on camera. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. The crowd, too, was like, it was weird. It was like they were into it when they were into it, and then when they weren't, you knew, like, oof, is this... Are they cooling off right now? And um, I, I did like the presser, though, how when the when the question came about, like, hey, how did you feel about not main eventing or going on last? And MJF was like, hey, you know, the championship going on last or being the main event is is dead in wrestling. I, I really appreciated that. I think that that brought some validity, not just to his title, but also sort of I don't want to say change my mind because I still think the Night of Champions, the main event, should have been Seth freaking Rollins and AJ Styles, but it is what it is. And but yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good piece of business, and I really really enjoyed the storytelling for a for a wrestle for a uh, battle royal like we're always talking about. Yeah, and and what that battle royal did in the last what two minutes of it made me beg and plead for an Orange Cassidy Swerve Strickland storyline because those guys had just put on this, you know, 15 minute battle royal, which he has battle royals, they get to do a lot of laying around, not doing much, but holy cow, when they went go, bang, 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 counter, move, counter. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And I absolutely character wise and everything, Orange Cassidy, when they're both on the thing and he's hanging, gonna punch him and he just kind of looks he's meh and he just walks up and does that lazy kick. I'm like, it's perfect. Like what a great ending. Did you see him in the presser when he walked up and he acted like he was going to put the belt on the stand? Yep. And then he just kind of laid it down and then his backpack went over the top of it. <laughs> yeah, <he just laughs> and Tony Khan just looks at him like, dude, that's that's my world title. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or my international title. What are you doing? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Uh, but it's funny because you said the crowd because that – match they were loud they were pumped and i even tweeted out because the next match was dead and for what that match was which is the adam cole chris jericho thing the blow off to the blood feud the build was so much better than the match i had so many expectations for that match and the crowd was just dead quiet and i like i said i I tweeted out i'm like man did they all just kind of blow their wad in the first 20 minutes because they got too excited and now they're recuperating they need a little blue pill to get going or something because they were just dead and the first few minutes that was great and then it was just kind of like bleh. i think i even i think another tweet i put out was uh you know i love i know that tony khan loves new japan but he really didn't have to steal the clap crowds like <laughs> that's what i felt like i was watching <laughs> it was it was awful oh, and, that's it, funny and right it didn't there. pick back up for a while <laughs> yeah i did i'm like i feel like i'm watching a clap crowd wrestling like or you're at a <laughs> You're at a jazz festival, and it's like, yeah, everybody's just snapping. <laughs> Jazzy, man. <laughs> like they're watching golf or something. It was terrible. But some of the reports I'm hearing is that in the 
in the audience, it wasn't as bad as it seemed, but it looked pretty dead. And like I said, that Jericho Cole match absolutely disappointed me. Uh, the FTR, um, uh, Jeff Jarrett world, whatever you're calling that group. Fantastic. What a bit of good old Southern country, like uh, mid-South comedy kind of wrestling mixed in with the technical wrestling that is FTR. Because some of those exchanges and the uh, way they played off each other and the shenanigans. And who would have thought Karen Angle would have got the biggest heat of the night by popping Edward, Aubrey Edwards that way. Really, really good stuff. Uh, the crowd kind of came up a little bit for that, which... Again, not nearly as loud as your normal FTR matches, so that surprised me. Then we had, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to go through the whole card, but pretty quiet. You had some spots in this in the Jarek or in the uh, Christian Cage Wardlow match that we got some reaction, but then you got to probably two of the matches at the end of the night. Well, actually, the Chris Statlander thing. Our girl is back, dude. I I feel a certain kind of way about this. If if I can, we'll we'll call you. Uh... Doctor or counselor Jay Tilly. <laughs> I've, I've got my feet up on the couch. So I really wanted Taya to win this. And I feel like it was building toward that. And I was ready to put in my order for the TBS title. But the fans, I think, really, really won out because Statlander was so over when she got hurt. And this will give Jade a chance to go get, uh, I don't want to say repackaged because I'd hate to change who she is and that walkout. All the pretty girls walk like this. I was like, yeah, they do. <laughs> and I've been singing that song all weekend now. So kudos to them and, uh, you know, what, what they're doing and, and with uh, Tony Khan and, you know, the whole team with that music licensing stuff. Just freaking phenomenal. But kudos to Statlander. It's great to see her back. I saw a couple of clips over the last week or so. Looked like she was in fantastic shape. Looked like she was ready to go. And then boom. And new TBS champion. Congratulations to her. And uh, I'm interested, very, very interested to see if she'll be on Collision, if she'll be on more on Rampage, or if she'll be more... You know, or if or on um, Dynamite, or if she's going to be as a champion, she can move back and forth. But great job! We've got we had so many new champions this weekend, and especially on the women's side, you've got Asuka as your new SmackDown, even though she's on Raw champion or vice versa. Um, you've got new tag team champions uh, with Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Kudos to Shayna! I love seeing her be a champion. I'm looking forward to some kind of twist where she turns on Ronda to get herself over and finally win that world title. And then you had um, the most fantastic moonsault. I've already talked about Tiffany. And now you have uh, Statlander as your new TBS champion. So And Tony Storm. Real oh, my goodness. And you have, uh, and, you know, sorry to hear about Hater, this is actually a legitimate injury, and they've got their fingers crossed and calling out every doctor and you know that they know to get Hater ready for all in in uh, in England. So fingers crossed. Hope hope she's okay. Whew. Yeah, I haven't heard exactly what her injury was, um, but I know it was something to do with her shoulder. And you know, I watched that match. So all you know, all the talk going into it was that that she was hurt. She was hurt. So we all kind of figured, okay, either they're going to call the match off or not. And then I kind of watched her in the match, and I'm like, she didn't do a whole lot. She took a beating, um, and I appreciated the fact that they did the spot with the drop kick on the stairs and missed. And Jamie kind of called. You could kind of see her call it, like, just do it again, and they did it again. But 
on the flip side of it, like I hope she didn't overextend and, and damage herself more, right? Like, so if it was, let's say a torn rotator, I don't know what it was, but let's say she tore a rotator cuff and like a baseball player with a torn rotator cuff won't go out there and try to throw because he makes it worse. So God forbid that like when she's pressing, see, I've got one, I can't go any higher than this, but when she was pressing, you know, Tony Storm in the air and something, I'm like, ah, if it's a real injury, like don't do that. Now I'm sure the doctors cleared her and she knows her own pain tolerance and stuff, but that was my only concern. And I know a lot of the talk was like, oh, they, they gave the title. Yeah, that's okay. Like, Tony Storm proved the first time around that she could carry this title. Now carrying it as a heel and a heel character with the outcast and everything, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, and then all, all I'm thinking in my head is, oh, my God, the pop when she wins it back at All In. Yep. And, it, and there isn't a roof at Wembley because if there was – that sucker would get blown off because, yeah, like you said, I mean, it would be bonkers. Uh, a Brit beating an Aussie, shoo. So Australia was originally founded to be a prison island for prisoners leaving England. And now, <laughs> you know, but I, uh, I, yeah, like what you were saying. And, and in my mind, I was thinking, okay, are they try? I wish, so in hindsight, I wish they could have done some kind of like Cody-esque thing where they, it, it looked bruised or whatever, but I get, you know, if it doesn't look, it you can't church it up to, to make it look bruised without an, an absorbent amount of um, uh, makeup. So kudos to uh, to her going out the right way. And to Tony Storm, now a two-time women's champion, and there is no interim in front of that one. And I, I feel like this, is, this was the right move at the right time for the right wrestler in the right story. And this, this now like hits the reset button on on everything that that whole crew is doing because now Brit is like, well, what about me? And then Ruby's going to keep looking at the title side-eyed like, well, well, you guys have both had title runs in other companies and I I still haven't held one. Like, you know, so we'll see what uh, if there's any kind of dissension in the ranks. And uh, to the Jade thing, I did hear – that she is going to go away for a while, and they are going to repackage her. Maybe not repackage, but she's going to have a personality change, I think is what they're calling it. So I imagine she's going to come back probably as a as a baby face, because I think she's had this kind of heel run, and I think having her come back as a face wouldn't be a bad thing, especially if they bring her in to save somebody. Like, let's say the outcasts are beating down Britt Baker real bad, and maybe the outcast members have grown a little bit. And then Jade, mm-hmm. poof, shows up and is the hero because people like cheering her anyway. So it yeah. wouldn't be far-fetched to do that. But some other mm. stuff on Double or Nothing, there was this uh, little, you know, four-way match, you know. was. Mm. Hold on, let me Google four-way. Yeah. Four, four-way it... matches are garbage, so nobody likes them. What's this? Until pillar. this one. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude. So Woo. a four-way match, traditionally, two guys are in the ring, two guys are outside overselling, I like to call it, where they're laying there, they're waiting, they're kind of peeking and waiting to see when they can come in and, <laughs> and relaxing, or you know, they're up against the barricade watching, waiting for the signal to come in. I didn't get that at all. I didn't see the wires in this one like you usually do in a four-way. And they were go, go, go. And the mental capacity of these four young dudes to remember, and you know, a little behind the curtains... I'm sure they mapped a lot of this out, but to remember, okay, at this point, I need to get this spot to do this because the match just flowed and they were in their spots. They were doing, there was never any of that little like uh, uh, hesitation. And MJF is a freaking genius. His ad-libbing in the ring when, when he's, you know, when Darby did that flip uh, neck breaker thing, he does, I forget what it's called. And he goes, what the 
fuck is going on? And he drops him on his head. I'm like, this is great. And then yeah. when uh, I think it was Darby or no, maybe somebody kicked him in the gut and he caught it. And he's like, man, you're stupid. And then he gets kicked in the face. Like fantastic stuff. He he is generational talent for sure. What did you think of the entrance? Because it came up. It was like during the live tweeting. It was all the rage. And it wasn't just the devil. It was very reminiscent of someone else who may or may not know a little bit about the game. Mm-hmm. And then the presser was so like, yes, it was MJF being a snarky in-character 24-7 heel, but he like he seemed almost human and still, you know, a shit heel. But, you know, it was, yeah, I just, I thought that was, I thought that was the best, best conference um, that they've held for, for the press in their existence. And I'm glad there wasn't any, any blow ups and anything weird, any pickles or anything strange mm-hmm. and, uh, kudos to MJF holding on to that title. And, uh, kudos also to, uh, what culture getting a shout out. That, yeah, was, our that boys. was shit hot. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause I've been listening to them for years and, uh, yeah. Having them get that shout out. That was pretty cool. Like, you know, he basically, everybody who asked him a question just ripped the shit out of him, and, except for Michael Sidgwick. Oh, great podcast. Love you guys. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, that's pretty cool. I'm sure their subscriptions just went up. Send some our oh, ways, yeah. guys. Send some our <laughs> ways. Uh, yeah, there we go. But, yeah, good stuff. Uh, I just, if you haven't watched that match, you should go check it out because amazing work by these four young dudes, uh, all homegrown, all... AEW originals went out there and showed what they can do and the storytelling in that match the the Roddy Piper callback to I'm gonna hit you with the belt oh I just can't do it and he puts the belt down the finish with MJF using the belt anyway oh man just genius storytelling throughout that whole thing fantastic watch uh like I said probably one of the best four-way matches I've ever seen probably in the top five of my matches of the year man I'll tell you what when we if we do, which I'm assuming we will, do a match of the year show at the end of the year, it's going to be hard because going back to NXT, I keep hearing about that Dijak uh, uh, match, the no holds barred they did. And I want to see because everybody is talking about how good it was. You had the Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega. You had the dog collar match between FTR and the Briscoes. I mean, oh. there's so many matches to pick from. And like you and I are going to have a hard time at the end of this year picking our top five matches of the year. That's for sure. And, and the fact that we... So... And unequivocally, we both love professional wrestling. We like different elements of everything, but we like and love what we love. And, you know, if, uh, you know, if you're into blood and gore, we haven't really had a bloody, horrific car crash of a match in a couple of years. Yeah, you know, um, Mox has bled a little bit and you've seen some stuff or whatever. I watched that PCO Macklin match and there were there were parts during the match where and I don't like blood in my wrestling but for this story for this feud for it to end the way it did there was a scene in there where Macklin stapled with a staple gun PCO's mouth shut what staple into the mouth mouth staple hello nice to meet you like it was so graphic and at the end Macklin was standing there with his arms up and you could see there was a portion of his face that was open, and it wasn't his nose or mouth. It was like a mm. gaping hole. And every time his heart beat, it'd go. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay, we need. If you were WWE, you'd be at a medical facility. Real talk. But it made sense for the show, for the match. 
for the story, and it was it was it was the most graphic match I've seen in probably 15 years, if not more. And it it wasn't it wasn't just gore for the sake of gore. It really fit with the story. And yeah, that was a fantastic fantastic match. Great card. The AEW, you know, that four-way pillars match, the and then I'm sure we're going to get into this anarchy match cuz dude. <laughs> oh man. Woo! I was uh I wasn't even sure what I was going to see and what to expect and I just like my suspended belief and I believe button, I was pegged the whole the whole time. It was it was legit. Yeah, I I went into it with high expectations uh, because one Moxley talked it up. Two, it's the elite who are really good at the storytelling and that kind of thing, and they exceeded my expectations. Like I went into that match going, oh man, last one was really good. This one ought to be really good. This one maybe didn't have as many spots as the other one. Uh, but this one felt like a chaotic brawl, and I have stepped on an attack before. Unfortunate, but it happens, right? Threw my shoe, it hurt real bad. What the was Mick, Nick Jackson or Matt Jackson thinking to take an atomic drop, heal first into a thing attacks? Dude. And not only like, like you can't fake that. I'm sorry. They were all in his heel and his foot. And if you ever watch Being the Elite, they showed it, like the aftermath. And he had about 15 tacks in his heel outside, like at the end where they were pulling him out. Like, and I'm just like, no wonder you didn't see him the rest of the match. You probably couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. man. I, you know, like to, to all of our, you know, and I don't want to say heroes because, I mean, you know, I, not all wrestlers and sports entertainers are everybody's heroes. But to the wrestlers and the sports entertainers this weekend, you totally put out this weekend and not in a inappropriate way. Um, your mom and dads would be very proud of the way you put out <laughs> such a fantastic showing by all of you. And, um, I, I, you know, yeah, I, there was, it was just such a great and listening and reading and watching everything, the worst grade that anyone gave. And I'm not going to say what show it was. Um, it was a B plus and I mean, C's get degrees and, right. uh, you know, kudos to to the boys and girls and and the production team. And I want to go back and see who the producers were for some of those matches because they really focused on the strengths and sort of like covered up some of their opportunities or their weaknesses. Um, and just like the finishes, the storytelling. I mean, it was man, it, it, there was everything. And, you know, we talk about, oh, I got to go back and watch this. I got to go back and watch that. If I could go into a time machine and just like hit pause for a few hours and let the world stop so I can go back and watch everything, dude, I would do it because there wasn't anything that absolutely let me down. Um, a couple of matches that I'd probably fast forward through until I got to the spots that I liked, but it, I wasn't disappointed in anything. And I, that's a win in um in my book so shit hot thank you to uh the wrestling universe i am i'm a happy man <laughs> yeah it, it was amazing stuff and you know for those that maybe didn't see double or nothing spoilers you, you did get the elite losing but it ain't over because you had to catch to come out and turn heel and now 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Kenny Omega after the fact said well I've got one or two friends not here that I can call in obviously one I think is going to be Ibushi and a lot of rumors of the other is going to be Okada so um because uh Okada's been out there talking about how ever since they did that tag match he wants to work more with Kenny and he's always got his back and so I'm like oh man forbidden door <sighs> tell me are we gonna get a blood and guts at forbidden door and oh. it's gonna be the elite Okada and Ibushi versus a BCC plus one I don't know who their plus one would be but man can man. you imagine yeah Okada Omega and anyone else I mean because they like we hear this all the time like you know, they could have a five-star match with a broomstick. And you have two five-star makers on the same side. And if you want to make someone and get someone over, that would be the match to get, you know, get someone in, get someone out, get someone over, put them on the main stage. Man. And, you you know, you're a lot more familiar with the New Japan stuff than I am. And I, and I really enjoy it. I don't have quite the, like, legacy watching, you know, and some of the... Uh, the Noah and some mm. of the other, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Forever Stardom. or Pride. Yeah, Not Pride. But, um, uh, I know what you mean. You know what uh, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, and I hope um, Osprey is okay. He's been dealing with an AC injury. He did an interview recently where um, he likes his setup. He likes New Japan. He's a homebody, and he doesn't want to live in the United States. Yeah. So it's like, oh man. So if he had a working relationship with AEW where he could do, you know, a couple dates a month or something, I would take that because he is a phenomenal performer and the the matches and the money that could be made with this guy. Just imagine Osprey and Vikingo. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm yep. there. It's uh And Osprey wow. could be the other person to join the BCC in in this, you know, 5 on 5 if they do it or or 6 on 6 or whatever they end up doing. But not only do you have not only you talk about Kenny Omega and Okada on one side, the other side, you got Moxley and Brian Danielson. Like mm. so, both sides of that feud, you've got people who could be five star matches. And oh, man, yeah, it was so stacked. Amazing stuff. Really good stuff all weekend long. Um, you know, again, Night of Champions. Really good stuff. The the storyline with the bloodline at the end and the drama in that was fantastic. Yeah, real qu- real quick. I don't want to gloss over something that just probably one of the most significant things of the entire weekend and like. We had family turning on family and, you know, stuff like that. But Yuda. Ah, I was going to talk about that. Yep. Dude, I talk, preach. Talk to me. Well, I mean, you'd mentioned, and I'm, it's sh- funny you went back to that because I man. forgot it. But you had mentioned getting somebody over and putting some over. And, boy, if they ever wanted to say Yuda's a star, 
they made a point to say at this match. So you had him be the focal point of a one-winged angel and then gets out of it. Yes, he got help, but he got out of it. He kicked out of a buckshot, a V-trigger into a buckshot lariat. Or maybe it was just the buckshot lariat. But he kicks out of that. So he kicks out of uh, Hangman's final move. Yes, I think Claudio was late on the breakup, but that works in his favor because he kicked out of it. Right. So, so he, he he basically your two probably mega baby faces in AEW. He he's gotten out of both their pins. Then he gets the pin at the end on Omega. He pins Omega. So you've had him kick out of two of the super moves that not many people can get out of. I think only one person has ever legitimately kicked out of the one winged angel, and that was Okada. Again, yes, understood it was broken up. He still got out of it. And then yeah, and then you've got him pinning uh pinning Omega at the end of the match to get the win. Talk about like instant star yeah and and we talk about and and i'm doing air quotes for our wrestling 101 you talk about protected moves right and you just mentioned two of them um with the v trigger and the um one wing and angel and then you had damn cody rhodes kick out of an f5 oh yeah that's right you had a lot of wrestling I don't want to say history, but good things happening for those who... Okay, so this wasn't a wasted thing like Lesnar breaking the streak for Undertaker because Lesnar was already made and he didn't need it. This for Yuta, that for Cody, freaking phenomenal. And I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen next with Yuta. And down the road, once this BCC thing runs out, he'll still... Like, that. that's his... That's like his currency now. Well, I did this and I did that and my legacy is this and my legacy is that. Like, that's real. That's, that's, that, yeah. Ah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. And then speaking of Cody, let's let's pivot into, since it is uh, Tuesday, we're supposed to be talking about Raw, even though we probably don't want to. Let's pivot uh, into Cody and what he did on Raw. And, man, I don't, I don't get it, man. Like, Okay, so you're going to open challenge, challenge him again. Why? Like, I understand you didn't tap out. I understand you didn't get pinned. I just, why are we dragging this on some more? So is it going to go into Money in the Bank so Cody's not going to be in Money in the Bank? Because he's not in any qualifying matches. Yeah, I hope not because it's like, okay, how can, if we're going to take the, so two schools of thought. One, this is, and I'm partially part of this too. Like, I want it when I want it and I want it now, right? But at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's not rush a good thing with, you know, some things it's worth the wait and we want to have a slow burn and all this other stuff. So part of it would be, okay, Cody goes in, he wins money in the bank, he hangs on to it through whatever, he shows up at WrestleMania and says, hey, Roman, what do you want to talk about? And then he uh, defeats Roman after cashing in money in the bank. Okay, so there's that part. Money in the bank, he is or isn't in it hopefully he's in it then he now has money in the bank and we can go on and do that and then brock lesnar shows up at SummerSlam. they have their rubber match in a no something match and cody probably still has that cast on but if they waste the opportunity like they did at wrestlemania to not get cody another feather in his cap um i mean and again you know money in the bank is another one of those things where you're gonna make someone so do you are you gonna have a smackdown and are you gonna have a raw so smackdown is la night cody is raw or 
you know, is this one of those things where you can go cash in wherever you want? So we're only going to have one. So these are all the things that like my wrestling brain is thinking. And yeah, I'm, I'm very, what's the right word? Like cautiously optimistic on what they're going to do, especially recently the, the involvement of, uh, Vinnie Mac. So, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I, I read that report. I think um, from Fightful that he was getting more involved. And after watching this most recent Raw, I kind of see some of it. Uh, so it's funny. I, we, I think we talked about it a little bit at work today. Like we were on here, I want to say three weeks ago. And I was talking about, dude, what are they doing at Raw? They're putting thought into it. They're putting time. They're planning. They're planting seeds in the background with Heyman and with uh, Finn Balor watching JD McDonough which has been dropped and nobody's even brought up again, but they put this time and these things in here. And I'm like, this is what I want. Like if WWE did this all the time, I'd be on it. I'd be as excited to watch it as I am to watch AEW all the time. Now I'm, I will admit there are some AEW stinkers out there. The things that they don't do or things they have done that I'm, I don't appreciate some stuff on double or nothing. However, overall, I enjoy the seed planting, the storyline and, and some of their main stuff. This raw man, I just immediately went, why the F is AJ Styles here? Okay. He came out to thank him. Cool. Now he's in a master of the judgment day. So there goes your draft. Like, Oh no. Three weeks. They yep. went three weeks after the draft saying this is going to be exclusive and you had to do a tag team match which legitimately meant nothing yep unless like it it didn't even spin into anything where it was like okay we got a weird finish and now priest is going to challenge for the world title or you know the best like the best part of the match Obviously, everybody that was in the match is great. They've all held titles yeah. in the WWE. That spot with Seth and uh, Rhea, I thought was hilarious when he slid out and he had his hand on her shoulder. Me too. But I, yeah. Oof. But I just like three weeks, dude. We talked. Okay, if they can make it six months, and we almost they almost like make us forget about the draft. <laughs> okay, fine. Three freaking weeks, like yep. bro. Come on. So I um. You know, great match. It, uh, like, it didn't really do anything. It came, it went, and it came again, like Val Venus used to say. And here we are bitching about it because he's the world champion. He should be defending the title because he was the one who said, we're ready for a change. And here we are. He's pulling a, well, I'll defend my title next week. Well, what about this week? Well, I'm in a tag team match. Okay, well, next week you're filming... Uh, a movie what about okay well i'll I'll get you next yeah i I thought the 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 same exact thing i was like he's supposed to be the working champion the working title guy and he's not defending tonight like i i would have much rather him come out and say and i would have been okay with aj coming out and just shaking his hand and being like hey i just came here to say good job and you got my respect and and leave it that then i would probably not complain but then to put him into a match was just, it did it for me. I'm like, come on, man. Like like you said, three weeks. It took three weeks for them to just go, yeah, the draft. And there was something else on the show, too, that hit me about the draft. And I don't remember exactly what it was. I forgave the women's tag team match because, okay, like the women's tag team, they're going to jump from show to show, apparently, even though they got drafted, but whatever. So I can forgive that one by having Bailey and EOS guy over. Uh, but the age of the, and there was something else on the show. I don't remember what it is right now off the top of my head. I should have taken better notes, but there was something else. And I'm just like, well, there goes the draft. Like, what's the point of the draft? And 
yeah, it just infuriated me. And then you had Imperium, KO, and Sammy again. And in my head, I'm like, y'all beat them within, in like three minutes, like two weeks ago. And then you beat them in the triple threat. Or maybe they lost a triple threat. Yeah, they ended up losing that. But still, like they've done this before. Why are we going back to this? If you wanted to build Imperium as their challengers, why the why do it the first week they're on the show in, in like a blow-off mat? And it was just it was just stuff that's just disconjointed through this whole thing I didn't like. And it's like, okay, if you're gonna build Imperium, the way you build someone is you make someone, then you beat them. You make someone, then you beat them. Instead, they're coming out to someone who's already made, and they're brand new to the show. So it's like, okay, I get it. You're Imperium. You're with the Intercontinental Champion, the General. You say General really funny, but it's like, oh <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really frustrating, and uh, although I love that freaking little whatever that goose walk thing <laughs> is that... Uh, that uh, kaiser is doing oh god i feel like i think i'm gonna do that at work and uh i kept doing my little i'm i was wearing an mjf shirt today and uh i kept kind of looking at people and i was like oh shit nobody else watches wrestling besides you and i so it's like just wasted little (laughs) pops that i'm giving to myself so it's whatever but uh you know so the word of the day is botched that is uh and we'll use it in a sentence jericho's least favorite word is botched and there were some things that got messed up during some of the matches. I, Ellie Jair, have never stepped foot in a ring. I have touched one, and I've grabbed the rope and, like, you know, moved it around. Don't make it weird with my hand motion. And Mo- I tell you, for a, <laughs> for a wrestling slash sports entertainment fan to say botched, is worse than saying the four-letter word because we don't understand the action and the like all the thoughts that are going on in someone's head especially in a four pillars match especially in a tornado match in anarchy match uh you know all kinds of different things so word of the day is botched and fans are not authorized to use that word so we'll we'll use that going forward because i tell you they laid it out every single wrestler and sports entertainer this weekend really did a great job and we're sitting here just praising all the great things and some of the confusing things about the draft and why they did this and why they did that the match was fantastic and i was really glad to see you know that match of that caliber on monday but it still left you kind of confused, like, well, why am I watching this with this person on this evening when they're supposed to be on Friday? So now I'm not going to see them on Friday, even though that's the show they're supposed to be on with me, Yim, the OC, and AJ Styles. So there's that. You know what, you know what else, though? Man, my bad. They still haven't fixed the damn women's titles. Oh, dude. Like, night Congratulations of to night Raw. Of so she's on Friday night. And she's the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. And congratulations to her to being a WWE Women's Champion. But if they're going to have a World Champion, and they're going to have a Universal Champion, and an Undisputed Blah 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 Champion, they need to do that with those titles because chances are they're going to get drafted every year. So we can just be done with it. Redesign the titles. You can have the big WWE WWE scribbled on the front of it. Take the blue and the red off of it. 
and just make them the world champion and the universal champion. And we it's can not hard. Women's world champion, like, women's universal champion. Easy. I know a guy who can make some titles. His name is Dave. He's over there in Iowa. He chops them up 24-7. So, shoo. Man, we need to make a road work. trip. Oh, my God. Yeah, we need to make a road trip. Them, Wild, Wildcats make some good titles. And, uh, of course, our... One of our sponsors, Pro-Am Titles, does a pretty good job, too. But, um, yeah, man, I, man, they just, if they could tighten that up, that would be, like, obviously one less thing for us to bitch about. But I think <laughs> it's just, like, one of those glaring, open-ended, like, it's like when you ask a question that you don't want an answer to a rhetorical question. And you're like, well, who's the Raw Women's Champion? Well, Asuka, duh. Well, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> She's on Friday. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. And everybody just moves on like it's not a big thing. Like, wait a minute! But that hey, would be like here we so. Go. If you're supposed to look at it as a, as a true <laughs> as a true brand split, right? Two different brands. That would be like yes. the Impact Women's Champion being on AEW and the AEW Women's Champion being on Impact. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, my Impact Champion. Where's that? Oh, she's on the other show on AEW. Yeah, you'll, what? You'll catch her on Access, uh, different time, different channel. But yeah, don't just don't worry about it. She's still the champion. Excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And like I said, uh, going into Night of Champions, perfect time, perfect time. This is Night dude. of Champions. You've won. Here's your new belt coming Ooh, out Monday. That they could have awesome. done it Monday. Could have done it. Rhea Ripley out there, and Rhea Ripley's, Ripley's outfit was amazing this weekend. This oh week. my god! Even or Monday full on covered up like. Well, I meant bro. Monday, but yeah, this weekend was good too. But oh, Monday's yeah, was really yeah, good. She, she, Monday, yeah. it's like she made up for the full covered up. <laughs> but so how about you this? So put that belt around her on Monday. I would have been very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The so there's a show on Peacock called The Bump, and the views are varied based on like Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and what what occurred and you know what the interest level is of of that show or whatever or that weekend. If you were to say for the bump on Peacock, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Raha, on Observer, on whatever, or shit, Triple H has even gone on ESPN. Hey, on uh, Monday on the bump, we're going to have Triple H and he has a huge announcement. Boom, he shows up. Weird. Who's this? Oh, yeah, that's the, the girl from Australia. She's one of the champions. Are you there? Oh, yeah, Rhea Ripley. Oh, Uh-oh. one of the most known world, you know. Man, we are live, and this there he is. Yeah, I lost you there for a little bit. Yeah. All I, what, all I was ranting about was Triple H goes on the bump. He writes the wrong. He gives them new titles. If he's not going to do it on this show, if he's not going to do it at Night of Champions, he presented Seth Rollins his new World Heavyweight Championship. And I thought, oh my God, this is the perfect opportunity. It's the Night of Champions. It's the night, like their name is in the show. Give them the new titles. Give them their flowers. Let them go rock on the show that they belong on. And uh, I don't have to, uh, you know, <laughs> use my uh, <laughs> my stress boob. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, so frustrating. God, you called it such out, right? Little and, things, man. And, and I didn't even think about it till you just said it. Man. He presented the titles to Rollins. He could have done the same thing for Oscar and the same thing for Rhea that night. As soon as they won, meet him up at the ramp if you didn't want to go in the ring and do it. Yep. Here's your new title. Give me that colored one back. Yeah, frustrating. Yep. Frustrating is all hell. But that's WWE for you. And again, uh, we were talking about some of the Vince McMahonisms, and I, I felt it on this show. It felt very mixed up, scrambled. Yeah. You know, we've been watching uh, 
Alpha Academy on kind of a win streak and building up um, Chad Gable and what they're doing just to have them squashed in a tag match. And I'm like, that is such a Vince thing because he doesn't like Shorty G. It frustrated me. And and, yeah, same thing with Bronson Reed and Shinsuke, right? Two guys that have both been kind of getting a push. I'm not going to say that wasn't a Triple H plan, but I know that Bronson Reed was not a Vince guy. So it's just... It, did he book it that way? Because why would you build Bronson Reed the way they've been building him to just have him get beat by Shinsuke Nakamura like that in the Eliminator? Why not put Bronson in there? I, I just uh, extremely frustrating with some of the stuff they did. Um, yeah, I, I was not happy with Raw. I was not happy with uh, the, again the in ring work was great. Bronson Reed versus Shinsuke, fantastic match. Really oh, good, yeah, great match. Yeah, really good big guy versus small guy. Shinsuke just. Being Shinsuke, fantastic match. Ricochet and uh, who'd Ricochet take on? Oh, um, see, that's how good it was. I forgot already. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome seeing Ricochet, you know, get his move set in and get the win to move on uh, in the match. Oh my goodness, I can't even. I I feel like a jerk. Yeah, I can't even think of who it was. Yeah, that's how bored I was with Raw, and I even watched it twice because I wanted to like, did I miss something? Like, what did I miss on this show? So Um, backing up real quick, Braun Strowman. who has been Ricochet's tag team partner for some time, is out indefinitely uh, dealing with an unannounced and described injury. Oh, no. And there was a, a further comment that he may or may not require surgery. Oh, man, no, that's a shame. N- no term. Uh, there was no comment about a medical facility. So I think this is actually a legit, legit injury, which sucks. So Well, I know he's been out for a while because I made a comment a couple weeks ago as why he's not coming out with, uh, yeah. with Ricochet. Wow, I can't believe I can't remember who Ricochet took on. The Miz. Oh, my goodness. See? The Miz. That's how far we've 50-50 booked a uh, future Hall of Famer. Like, yep. mm, two-time Grand Slam champion. Yep. Oh, by the way, he's uh, Maurice's husband. Yeah, that. yeah that, that is that true. That should be his claim to fame. But And you know what? <laughs> he should be happy from now on with that. Hey, there it is. Go on, be and, happy, son. But, yeah, I, I, I was thoroughly bored, disappointed in Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had such high hopes like a few weeks ago and I thought maybe I was hoping the shows after it were the exceptions because I thought maybe they were going to turn around after that one show and they didn't, it's, it's gone back yeah. to the kind of wafty booking. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't even tell you one good storyline on raw right now. Cause now the bloodline stuff's all on SmackDown. Yeah. So there's nothing on raw to make me go really need to see what happens next week smackdown yes i want to see what happens on smackdown so mondays you have the goodness that is the american nightmare but they have him kind of muddled up with this 50 50 booking then you have the judgment day who like it's like you're at a um like a race is about to start and everybody's sitting there start your engines but they they haven't started like you know what what are we doing like explain to me you know you've got them starting and stopping and you know kudos to Damian Priest for being trusted with the match with Bad Bunny and then you know you're not going to get a bad match out of Finn Balor and you know you're going to get crazy heat with Dom bottle that package that that is lightning in a freaking bottle Yep. and split the tag team titles. Maybe they carry one set, someone else carries the other, or whatever. Or shit, they don't even need titles. They just need to be involved in some quality storylines that mirror is 
the son of a son. He's the grandson of a plumber in the American dream and blah, 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 blah. You know, maybe he could fall in line. You have all these really cool parallels with with um, Rhea and, you know, uh, Zelina Vega and all that stuff that's going on where she's this big dominator and Zelina is the is the girl that could. I like, there's so me. much there. And uh, so, bummer. Uh, this is the second lowest um, Monday Night Raw for me, and uh, I hit it with the two bearder. Yeah, I, I did. Man, I did too. Also, you know, I and so you went on the upsetting. rant, and I and I kind of wanted to go on a rant too because you were talking about all the people on Raw. Other than Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark, right now, I can't tell you another storyline. Imperium KO Sammy, but what's the story there? They've beaten them twice. Yeah. Like, what's the story? Judgment yeah. Day, other than the Edge program, what have they done since? Bad Bunny? So I just, it's yeah. it's super frustrating because they've got talent there. They're just not booking them. Yeah. Who's, Rhea's, who's Rhea's upcoming challenger? Who on that roster could you put in there against Rhea? You can't do Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. You just gave them the tag titles, which I think those would have been great feuds for her. Yeah. But what, that would be, that would be like not quite equivalent. So now you have to quick turn around, dust off Raquel after defeat and go hey i know you lost in a tag team with shotzi but you're you're still like i know you lost a tag team match but i'm gonna have you compete for the world title wait hold on what normally there's stepping stones and that's what the u.s title and the inter intercontinental title were or a or a tag team program was to like get you the reps get you the stick time get you in front of the fans on the road grooming you building you working with producers and then boom we put a rocket on you. But now with this shoddy booking and 50-50 booking, it's, there's shit everywhere. And it's like, it's like a parent looking at their kid going, go clean up your room. And, you know, I just, you know, kudos to Vince and the billions that he's made. But, dude, like, lay out, let Triple H and the current regime run things because they were doing a really, really good job. And, uh... You know, WWE is slowly getting passed by AEW for storylines, for yep. booking, for environment, for entertainment level. And, you know, you're not going to see um, any John Moxley matches on Disney anytime soon. But I tell you, like, this is, yeah, this is a very pivotal time. And I hope that they... Uh, I hope they get stuff together because it's really frustrating, especially for me being a WWE guy. Like, damn. Yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent agree. And and yeah, they just they could. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just yeah. Keep, tell Vince that they've moved Monday Night Raw to Saturdays and let him pretend book something. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just it's super frustrating because it's it is it's almost like a completely different team that does SmackDown. But anyway, yeah, we are out of time, brother. We are hitting an Dude. hour, and Oof. you and I could talk forever about wrestling, especially because I've just got tangents boiling up in me right now. I'm going to start writing them down so we can do some canned shows. But uh, absolutely appreciate everyone that uh, watches us live. Uh, we are going to go live every Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube and Rumble, 7 to 8 o'clock. Eh, 7.05 to 8.05. Depends. 7 Ooh. to 8 is the plan time. Technical difficulties. Uh, old Ellie J oh, there has been kind of going in and out on my side, so I'm hoping on the stream he came off pretty slick and clean. But I lost him a few times and just felt like I was staring at his picture. Um, <laughs> but we appreciate everybody. Please follow us on uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and the big one, Twitter, where the most active, active and rumble. No Shave Man Cave podcast. Audio version of this goes out 
tomorrow. Actually, I will go out tonight. Sorry. Tomorrow, you'll have the uh, preview for our Wednesday night Dynamite guesses and the fallout. I'm double or nothing. Oh. Check that out wherever you get your podcasts from. No Shave Man Cave. Hey, hit a subscribe. Ellie Jared just completely dropped off the stream. I don't see him anymore. But uh, hit us with a subscribe. Like, follow, share it with your friends. Subscribe to us. Are you there? Can Can you hear me, Jared? I can hear you, buddy. Okay, I can't see you, so I'm, I'm going to let you. <laughs> oh, it's weird. I can see you on the live stream to my right waving at me, but I don't see you on my screen. So whatever. We're going to keep going then. Hot tag out to you, brother. Hit us with the closer. Bump and feed, bump and feed on the heels of Memorial Day. God bless America. Thank you so much to our brothers and sisters in arms that gave the ultimate sacrifice. You will forever be missed. Bless you and your families. To our brothers and sisters in arms in service today and yesterday, thank you so much for your service. Some gave all and all gave some. Until next time, fam, friends, come check us out like you do Tuesdays and Thursdays. No Shave Man Cave in live on the Fantasy Sports Corp on Saturdays. Do what you do. Like, follow, subscribe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Floor. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.